0: Come on, somebody, anybody want that fire? Anybody want that Holy Ghost and fire? Hallelujah, I
1: was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Woo, hallelujah, Jesus. God, you're worthy. Woo, hallelujah. My God, something happens when that fire gets a hold of you. Something happens when that Holy Ghost fire gets a hold of you. You can't contain it. You can't keep it to yourself. You got I gotta tell everybody I know about this fire. I gotta tell everyone I know about this fire. Woo! Come on, somebody, why don't you shout it to God right now? Shout out to Him with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Hey, my God, I refuse to give my job more effort and energy than I do my God. Come on, we might have had a rough day, but you know what? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. This is the climax of my day because I came into the house of God to give God glory. Come on, I came into the house of God to give God glory. Somebody shout unto to God right now. Woo! Somebody shout unto to God with the voice of triumph. I dare somebody just take about 60 seconds and give God a shout of praise in the timbrel and in the dance. Come on,
0: somebody. Come on, he deserves it.
1: Me. How many of us know that there's power in our shout? How many of us know that my praise is a weapon? Come on, I don't just say that to hype you up. How many of us know that my praise is a weapon? Woo! All right, let me start with a shout. <laughs> your shout has power. Look at your neighbor and say, your shout has power. Your shout, your shout has power. Now, when Joshua... Was taking the children of Israel and they crossed over the Jordan and they went over to Jericho, right? They marched around the walls of Jericho seven days. And you know what? They haven't seen any kind of results. But then, (laughs) but then Joshua says, as soon as we blow the trumpet, I want you to shout. I don't want you to just, I don't want you to acute shout. I want you to shout. I want you to really shout. Now the trumpet means a declaration of the word of God. So when the word of God comes forth, you need to shout when the word of God comes forth. That's why, that's
0: why. That's why when I shout, walls come down. That's why when I shout, walls come down.
1: Yes, Lord! Somebody say yes, Lord! Somebody say yes, Lord! Now you have to understand. Not only does your shout have power, but your dance. Your dance has power. My God! How many of how many of us know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds when you dance the bible says that your dance will crush satan under your feet shortly you know what that means my praise is a weapon that means you know what devil you better find your place under my feet you better find your place
0: under my feet that's why I give him praise that's why I dance because he's giving me the victory because he's giving me the victory Somebody just give him and dance. Praise him with the tribulation.
1: Hear you. Come on, where's the
0: apostolic? Who that know their God? They that know their God shall be strong and shall
1: do exploits. My God. Who? Who? Jesus. Who? Hey. My God, somebody feel that electricity in the building? Because the Bible says we're two or three are gathered together in my name. We're two or three touch and agree." If I agree with my brother and I agree with my sister that our God's undefeated, you know what? If I believe that Satan is under my feet, you know what? Woo. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Let's lift up our voices one more time. Come on, let's lift up our voices one more time. Jesus. Well surprised, I'm here. (laughs) My God, let's clap our hands one more time. It feels good in the house. Woo! I feel something stirring in the building tonight. I feel something stirring in the building tonight. I feel some Holy Ghost power in the building tonight. I feel chain breaking power in the house tonight. My God. Something happens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Something happens when we call on that name. Mountains move when we call on that name. Chains are loose when we call on that name. Can someone just call on that name with me? Can someone just call on that name with me? Yeah, 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 lift up that name. Lift up that name that's able to save. Lift up that name that's able to deliver. Lift up that name that's able to set free. Lift up the name that's above every name. Lift up that name
0: of Jesus. The name of Jesus.
1: Woo! Y'all, I don't got no bad news tonight. I don't don't have any bad news tonight because our God sits high and he looks low. And our God is the same. He never changes. Woo. My God, I'm sorry, y'all. I just feel something so, so good. So good. My God, it makes me think like the Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know what that means? Whatever. No matter what comes my way. No matter. No matter the sickness. No matter the trouble. I'll just say hallelujah anyhow. God you're still worthy. God you're still faithful.
2: God you're still true. Woo! Jesus Jesus
1: Woo. My God, y'all feel that tonight? I feel something just breaking loose. I just feel something breaking loose. Woo. I feel, I feel the chains getting shaken off. I feel the chains shaking off. Woo. My God, y'all could be seated. Jesus name, Jesus name. Woo. That's right. Have your way, Jesus. My God. Something about a shout. Something about a praise on our lips. Something about no matter what comes my way, I'm going to give God the praise. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm just stuck on that. You know, I don't know what kind of day you might have had, but your God has been better to you than this day has been. Your God woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. He put breath in your body. You got a sound mind. I'm sorry.
0: came to give God glory! I came to give God glory!
2: praise
1: isn't based on how my day was my my praise is not dictated based off of the kind of day that i had the bible says i will bless the lord you gotta start your praise in your will i will bless the lord and the bible says at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth i know you're waiting for the preaching but my god we're already here I don't know what you're waiting for, somebody. Woo! That's why. That's why, you know what? I'll give you a secret. Start that loop. Start that loop for me. I'll give you a little secret. You know, and this is is what I told my youth. I said, you know what? I'm having a bad day. Sometimes things happen. And you know what the devil wants you to do? The devil wants you to just sit there and pout. My God, I've had such a horrible day. My God, things just keep getting worse and worse, right? But let me tell you something. I'm not going to tell the devil nothing. I'm not going to tell the devil what kind of day I had. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to praise my way through it. I'm going to praise my way through it. Sometimes I'm in the household by myself, and I just put up the worship music, and I just say, you know what? My praise and worship is to God anyhow. So I'm Let's give them praise one more time. Come on, it doesn't matter who's looking. It doesn't matter who's watching. I came to give my
0: God glory. I came to give my God praise. Somebody open your
1: mouth. Somebody open up your mouth. That's it. You feel it? You feel it released in the building? You feel that power released?
0: You feel that power released in the building?
1: My God, someone has a devil on the run tonight. Someone, someone has a devil on the run tonight. My God, you know what? Y'all, I don't plan on being long, so if y'all just stay there, Ben, if y'all just stay there and preach with me, we'll get out of here, amen? Somebody go to your Bibles and open up your Bibles to the book, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. Thank you, Jesus. My God. Y'all, I feel something about to happen tonight. I feel something about to happen tonight. Bishop, I love you. Thank you for everything. Babe, I love you. Where are you at? You're the best. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Somebody shout, yes, Lord. Somebody shout, yes, Lord. Second Corinthians 1 and 20, it says, For all the promises of God in him are yea and in am amen unto the glory of God by us. That just means the promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God are yes and amen. One more verse. Hebrews 11 and 1. Hebrews 11 and 1. I'm just going to get going with it. The Bible says now faith. Somebody say now faith. You got to have faith that's right now. You got to have faith that's activated right now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And just for a few moments... And I mean just for a few moments, y'all, y'all gotta preach with me. Y'all gotta, the Bible says that the Word did not profit because they didn't mix their faith with the Word. So you know what, as this Word comes forth, you need to respond just as hard as I'm preaching to you. Come on, you want to know how you get your blessing? You want to know how you get your breakthrough? Respond to the preacher. For for just a few moments, I want to preach if he did it before, he can do it again. If he did it before... If he did it before, he can do it again. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Somebody look at your neighbor, give him a high five and say, God, God's so good. That's right. God bless you. You can be seated. The Azusa Street Revival took place on 19, in 1906 in Los Angeles when William J. Seymour began preaching on the evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost by speaking in other tongues. After preaching this message, he was soon locked out of the church that he was trying to preach to because the elders of the church rejected his teachings. However, not all members of the church rejected Seymour's preaching. A man by the name of Edward S. Lee invited Seymour to stay at his house to continue to teach and hold prayer meetings. Seymour and a small group of like-minded followers soon relocated to a new home at 216 North Bonnie Brae Street. They would regularly meet and pray for the and pray for the baptism of the Holy Ghost on April 9, 1906. After five weeks of Seymour's teaching teachings and three days into an intended ten-day fast, one of the members, Edward S. Lee, received the Holy Ghost. The next meeting, Seymour shared Lee's testimony, and preached a sermon out of Acts 2 and 4. After that message, six other people were filled with the Holy Ghost. News of the evidence at North Bonnie Bray Street quickly circulated, and people began to come and see what was going on. Soon after that, the leader of the church who kicked them out, who kicked Seymour out, came to the house and to see what was going on. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And the whole congregation that was with that church started attending the meetings. Yes, my God, that's what I'm talking about, revival, right? Soon the crowd became so large that the front porch of North Bonnie Brae Street collapsed. Eventually the group found a building at 312 Azusa Street and had their first church service on April 14th. By mid-May 1906, they had anywhere from 300 to 1,500 people attempting to fill the building. Blind received their sight. People with diseases were cured instantly. People receive the Holy Ghost. Where's Sister Tabitha at? You know, Sister Tabitha, They, like you said, they were hanging wheelchairs on the wall because whenever you walk in, you would find out this is a miracle kind of church. This is where a church where people can be healed. This is a kind of church where people can be delivered. Amen. All of this started because a man wouldn't give up on the promises of God. That's right. I believe, and I'm going to call him Brother Seymour. You know, he's Brother Seymour, elder, I should say. You know, I think he got to a place where he was reading the word of God, like it says in Acts 2 and 39. It says, for the promise is unto you and to all them who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And I believe he got to a place where he said, you know what? This promise is for me. Why am I not having this promise in my life? This promise is for me. The Holy Ghost is for me. My God, I believe he got to a place where he says, you know what the Bible says, the promises of God are yea and amen. This promise is for me. Everything in this word has is for me. Look at your neighbor and say it's for me. I wonder, I'm telling you all, we're going to get there, we're going to get down fast. I wonder how many of us had given up on the promises God had given us. How many of us, just because it hasn't happened yet, just because we keep laboring and we keep trying to sow, but we don't see any increase. How many of us have given up on lost loved ones because we've been praying, we've been crying, we've been shouting and waiting for God to to bring them here. But we just give up because you know what, it's it's happened, it's been too long, Naeem. I've been praying for too long, man, they're just, they're gone. How many of us have, have given up on our healing Say you know what it is what it is. I'll just be this way because and I say no sir and no ma'am. The promises of God are yes and amen. I'm not trying to skip to my I'm not trying to skip, but you know what? The promises of God are for you too. It's not just for the people in this book. Can I remind someone that our God has never changed? He's never changed. He still sits high and he still looks low. Heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. He's still a healer. He's still a deliverer. He's still a way maker. My God. Malachi 3 and 6, it says, for I am the Lord and I change not. I change not. You know what that means? God, The God who raised up Lazarus from the dead is here in the house tonight. The God, the God who spoke creation and the world into existence is in the house tonight. See, my God, you really gotta think about that. Be like, man, you know what? That's that's good. That's good, yeah. But you really got to think about that. The God of glory. The God who formed you and knew you from your mother's womb. The God who, who sits high and looks low. The God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills is in the house tonight. I thought I'd get a more, a more exciting crowd than this. Because you know what? God is here. That means anything is possible. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is still in the miracle working business. God is still in the miracle working business. He's never changed, Judah. He's never changed. That means He can still do it. Tonight could be our night. Tonight could be our night. Woo! Somebody say amen. We want a miracle but we don't wanna go through impossibilities. I'm sorry, it is what it is. We want a miracle, but we don't wanna go through a trial. We wanna be healed, but we don't wanna be sick. You know, and this is the thing. The problem is we're looking at our situation in the wrong light. This situation you're going through is God just trying to show you that he's got your back. Come on, the situation that you're trying to face on your own, you gotta realize God's on your side. He's trying to show you that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He won't leave you by yourself. And you know what? the end of it all, God's just going to get the glory out of it anyhow. You know, that's why you can't can't fret about your situation. You can't fret about your sickness. Because you know what, when God does heal, God's going to get the glory. God's going to get the glory. That's right. You have to look at Gideon. Let's look at Gideon for a little bit. You see, at the end of it all, you know the story. You can go read it when you get home. It's in um, Judges. Praise God. <laughs> so you can read it when you get home. So Gideon, he has all these troops. And, he, and God says, you know, what? that's too many. And he's like, hold up. God, what? I, I don't know if you know the enemy over there, but, you know, the camels are as much as the sand as the sea. You know what I'm saying? God, they're kind of, they're a big deal. He says no nah, too many. All right. So whoever's whoever's fearful, you can leave. So the fearful leave and then you know what? He still has he has a, a smaller amount and you know what God says? God says there's too many. And he's like, God, I don't, I don't really know if you understand the situation that's going on here. And I think some of us do that to God. You know, things start to happen in our lives. When we say, God, no, no, I, I, I can't let go of this yet. You don't understand. And God's saying, and you were like, Ah, oh, God, I don't think you realize how bad I need this. Or, God, I don't think you, you really know this situation. When God's saying, no, 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 sir, no, ma'am, I don't think you know what's going on here. Because you know what God told Gideon? He said, if there's too many men, you might think that you won the battle by yourself. And you might be going through a situation and things are looking haywire. And you're saying, God, what are you doing? Why are you taking all this stuff away from me? But baby, let me tell you, it's for God's glory. It's for God's glory. The miracle can't be a miracle if you don't have an impossibility. That's right. In order for you to have a miracle, you can't come up with it on your own. You can't try and work your way out of it. You have to realize that it has to be by God's hand. That's what makes it a miracle. That's why I can't wait till people start getting healed in this church. I know it's already happened, but I can't wait for it to keep happening. I can't wait to see it with my eyes. Because you know what? Woo! The doctors, the doctors might have told you, well, sir, well, ma'am, this is something you're going to have to deal with the rest of your life. Well, you know what, let me tell you about a God that I know, and his name is Jesus. Let me tell you about a God who's a healer, a God who healed me. Let's look at the woman with the issue of blood. My God, I'm telling you, you're looking, you're looking at, I'm not trying to be mean, I'm not trying to say it in this way. Because I was looking at it like this too, but you're looking at it in the wrong light. People want, people want a healing, but they don't want a disease. They, they, want, they want to be healed, they want to testify, and they want to grab the mic, but they don't want to go through the trial that it takes. My God, I'm telling you, you got to look at it differently. You got to look at it differently. First lady, I love, I love this. Bishop told me this recently. We were sitting down in a meeting with impact. Yes, somebody shout impact. My God, I can't wait. So, and he said, you know what? He said... You can, look at, you can look at the situation two ways. He said you can be problem-oriented or you can be solution-oriented. Right? And I think a lot of us, we look at things problem-oriented. Because you know what we say, my God, I'm sick. My God, this is going on in my life. Look at all these bad things are happening. Look at all these things that are just coming my way. I just feel like I'm getting beat up. But let me tell you, look at it solution-oriented. God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that I ask or think, according to the riches, according to the power that worketh in us. You got to be solution-oriented with your problems. You can look at, you can, Whoo! this is what I love right here, y'all. The woman of, with the issue of blood had a problem, but she also had a solution. I said she also had a solution. My God, as a child of God. You always have a solution. And let me tell you, his name is Jesus. Let me tell you, the solution to your problem is Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. Because if you, wanna, if you ever want to get through your problem, why don't you look, lift up your eyes. The Bible says, I will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. You know what, I'm going to look up. Because you know what, if God be for me, who can be against me? I just feel like saying that again. You have to understand. Because the woman with the issue of blood, she, this is a prime example for for a miracle. She spent all of her money. And you know what? The Bible says that she didn't get better, but rather she grew worse. Right? So you have to understand, she was trying everything she could. Man, I went to the best doctor in town. You know what? I flew out of state. I mean, my God, I went to see the best doctor. And you know what they told me? My God, there's nothing we can do. I'm sorry, we'll be praying for you, Jesus' name, right? But let me tell you, her solution was walking by her the whole entire time when that day when Jesus stepped up on the scene. Because you know what the Bible says? She said within herself, she found the solution, Pastor Hammond. She, she said, if I can but just touch the hem of his garment. She said, if I could just touch just the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. That's how we got to start looking at our problems. I'm sorry. That's how we got to start looking at our solutions. Because you know what? My God. We serve a God who's on time. Amen. My solution is Jesus. Amen. Well. (laughs) That's why you can't give up on your situation. That's why you can't throw in the towel. Come on, somebody. That's why you need to go one more round. That's why you got to keep fighting. That's why you got to keep praying. Keep praying for your loved ones. That's why you got to keep praying for your healing. Keep dancing for your miracle. Because my God has the solution. My God has the answers. God is still a miracle worker. God's still a way maker. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Somebody look at your neighbor and say we walk by faith and not by sight. Ooh, my world can be falling apart. I could have lost my job, but you know what? I would have picked up this word and says, you know what, God? Your word says you're Jehovah Jireh. That means you're my provider. God, I know my world's crashing, but your word says I'm going to make it. Your word says I'm going to live. And let me just stop right here. That's why you got to, the Bible says you got to Meditate. You got to meditate upon the word day and night because, you know, what? when we get, we get in a situation, we start, we start blanking out. We start forgetting. But you know what? You got to just snap back to reality and realize, you know who's on your side? You know who created you? The God who sits high and he looks low? The God where nothing is too hard for him. The God that can move mountains. The God that can raise the dead. That's who's on your side. That's who's on your side. That's why you got to say, I love this word more than anything. And I'm going to learn everything about it. Woo. You can have sickness in your body. But the doctors, they say, I'm sorry. We can't do anything. I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. You're going to have to be like this for the rest of your life. And they say these things, right? But that's when you got to go to this word. That's when you got to go find this word that says, you know what, God? It says, you're Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who healeth me. That's why, you know what? You know what? They can say all they want. It ain't over until God says it's over. I'm telling you, if he did it before, he can do it again. That's why you got to go in this word and be like, God, I know you healed the woman with the issue of blood. Can you do it for me too? Can you do it for me too? My God, you know, Malachi, that's funny. I didn't even write this. But Malachi 3.10, it says, prove me now herewith, right? That's what God wants you to do. God says, prove me. He says, if you give, watch, just wait and see. And I wonder how many of us will just get in that posture of say, God, this is what your word says. Your word says you can't lie. Your word says that this is true. Then you know what? If I have to believe this word, I don't have to believe anything else. I don't have to believe what the doctor report says. I don't have to believe what the debt collector says. You got to get in this word. Woo, Jesus you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Because that's the thing. We tend to look at all the surroundings just like Peter. Peter was walking on the water, but he saw the storms and the waves. And he took his eyes off of Jesus. And some of us are doing that. We're taking our eyes off of Jesus. That's why we start to sink. That's why Jesus said, where's your faith? Where's your faith, Peter? Can I ask you, where's your faith tonight? Are you trusting more in money than you are this word? It's all right. My God. That's why the Bible says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because God's timing is completely different from ours. See, what we like to do is we get in a situation as soon as possible. All right, let's, let's fix it. We don't want to. I mean, my God, no one wants their lights turned off. My God, no one wants to go, go a couple days without some food. My God, I need my coffee. I need my creamer Jesus. Help me. My wife knows. My God. Anyways. <laughs> but the thing is, is you got to realize God's timing is perfect. I remember there was a point in time where my mom and dad got divorced. We I was living with my mom and my sister and we were moving from place to place. And I mean, my God, I don't even know. <laughs> we were from place to place to place to place to place. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Florida, Tennessee, no not Tennessee, Texas, my God, so many places, right. And there was a point in time where we didn't have anywhere else to go. right? And it would have been so much better, Naeem, if what would have happened at that time, you know, happened right away. So I didn't have to go through any of that stuff. But then I remember my mom told me, she says, you know what? And this is the first time I ever remember praying. She said, John, let's pray. And I remember we're sitting, I'm sitting in the back of the car and we're praying. And next thing you know, in the mail, in the mail, there's a check and we're able to get a house. We're able to get, uh, to get into a house. You know what? God's timing is perfect. I'm telling you, God's timing is perfect because now looking back, I realize if it had not been for the Lord who's on my side. We, we want a testimony. We want to jump on top of the pulpit and say, my God, he did it. But we don't want to go through it. We don't want the test. But let me tell you, your test is going to become your testimony. That's going to be the very thing that holds you up and say, my God, if he did it before, he could do it again. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I love this word. Because it's not about what I think is true. It's about what this word says is true. I might not think that I'll have a future, but you know what this word says? I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. There could be chaos going on in my life, but you know what? His word said that He's the comforter, that He's able to give me peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Jesus. If his word is true, I got to believe it. Somebody shout, I got to believe it. Thank you, Jesus. We read about a man named Abraham who was called from his family at 75 years old. My that's old. I'm not trying to be, you know, my God, that's old. I can imagine he's waking up in the morning, his neck's kind of hurting. And then God visits him and he says, you know what, I want you to get up out of your country from your kindred. And I'm going to give you a place which every place you put your foot, that's what you're going to have. You know, and that's the thing. I remember I was talking to Trevor about it. We were saying with, with Abraham, and I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here, but with Abraham, right, he says, I want you to look up. And he says, as far as the east is from the west, every place that your foot touches... That's what I'm going to give to you. You know, and Abraham could have just walked a couple of miles and said, ah, you know what, this is good. But you know what, I felt like something just got a hold of Abraham. And he says, you know what, everything that I'm getting is mine. I want every promise that God has for me. That's why I believe he just kept walking and kept walking and kept walking. Because I want everything that God has to offer me. I want every promise that God has for me. I don't know why I feel like saying this. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm kind of away from my notes. But I remember I was talking to my friend, Shelby. He's my Bible study. And uh, we were talking about, like, man, how terrible would it be? We get up to heaven and there's a room. There's a room and God's showing you and, you know, it's your first time. You're all excited. And you're like, God, what's in this room? You don't want to. Come on, Jesus, tell me. Tell me what's in the room. Come on, man, tell me. I wouldn't say that to God, but, you know. And then he says, this is all the things that you could have had but you never tried hard enough to get. And How terrible, how terrible would it be if we didn't get everything that God has promised me and promised you. I don't want to live below my le- means, sister Tabitha. I want to be everything that God's called me to be. My God. I just, I'm sorry, I just feel like saying this. I know I keep saying that. All right, so George Mallory. He, he, was, he was the first person to attempt to climb Mount Everest, right? And he tried three times, and each time he failed. The third time, he got all the He got 800. Now, Mount Everest is 28,000 feet. That's high. That's in the stratosphere. You can't breathe. You need, you need oxygen up there. That's how high it is. <clears throat> and he got to the point where he was 800 feet to the summit, and he he ended up. He went missing. And they found his body 75 years later. And I would hate to get to the point in my walk with God where I get almost all the way to the top. Where I almost get to where everything and get everything that God has called me to be. And you know what, I just give up. If God's never given up on me, I'm not going to give up on him. I don't want to give up on the promises of God. The Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen. My God, we read about Abraham. And he goes into this land, right? And he even says, he says to Abraham, he says, I'm going to make you a great nation. And your gonna be, your seed's going to be like the sand of the seashore. Now let me ask you a question. He, well, let me say this. He doesn't question, question God. He doesn't, he doesn't question God. He says, no, nah, God, I can't. I'm 75 years old. I can't do this. You know what? He obeys. He obeys what God says. And you know what? He just just goes out and tries to do everything he can. And let me tell you this. Did God fulfill his promise with Abraham right away? Absolutely not. In fact, it was 25 years later that Isaac was born. And that's how I feel like some of, us can get, some of us can get to a point where we've been praying all day and we've been praying all night for our loved ones. And I've been praying to get better and nothing's happening. And I've been praying for all this stuff. But let me tell you, just keep praying. Because you know what? If God can do it for Abraham in his old age, if God could give him a child when he's 100 years old, why can't he do the same for you? My God, I'm telling you, somebody, you need to restore your faith in God tonight. I'm not saying you don't have faith, but you need to trust more in Jesus. You need to trust more in God because you know what? He's able. You know, and let's look. Let's look about what the Bible says. Let's, let's look at what the Bible says about Abraham. Romans 4, 17 through 21. This is speaking of Abraham. It says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth things which be not as though they were. My God. That, let me just stop right there. That's why, you know, when God calls you a mighty man of valor, a mighty woman of valor, you better believe it. Because God calls things as though they not, as, that they're not as though they already were. Anyways. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being now weak in faith, considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. He staggered not. You know what that means? He kept believing God's going to do it. God's going to do it. I haven't seen it yet, but God's going to do it but was strong in faith giving glory to God and being fully persuaded it says being fully persuaded that means I made it up in my mind a long time ago if God says it I believe it and if he did it before he can do it again amen I'm almost done y'all we can stand and being fully persuaded that What he had promised, he was also able to perform. God's able to perform your miracle. God's able to heal you. I'm telling you, God's able to heal you, somebody. God's able to heal your mind. God's able to heal you. God's able to heal your marriage. God's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. You can't give up on God's promises. You can't. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't give up. You got to have faith that God's gonna see you through and you're gonna make it. That's why the Bible says, Let God be true and every man a liar. Because you know what? If God spoke something over your life, you better just get ready because it's fixing to happen. You better get ready, that's fixing to happen. Woo! That's why I love the book of Hebrews, known as the Hall of Faith. It's known as the Hall of Faith. Because you know what? It's about a bunch of ordinary people who had faith in an extraordinary God. That's what it's all about. We can go down the list of all the faults these people had, but you know what they had? They had one thing in common. They had faith. They had faith. And I'm telling you in this house, if you got faith tonight, if you got faith that God's able to do exceeding, abundantly above all that we can ask or think, this is what I love at the end of the chapter in verse 39 it says and these all having obtained a good report through faith receive not the promise my God they never received it God having provided some better things for us that they without us should not be made perfect you know what that means that there's some better things on the way That means, you know what, my situation might look like it's tough right now, but God's got some better things on the way. Baby, you just wait and see, because the promises of God are yes and amen. They might not have had the promise, but we got the promise of God. We got the Holy Ghost and fire. Somebody stand all across this house. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Let me finish off with this scripture. John 14 to 12, this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Let me tell you something. You think, you think what Jesus did was cool? Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm telling you, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. Come on, somebody, if you believe us, shout God's going to do it. Somebody I wonder if all across this house we could just begin to respond in faith. Come on somebody, I just want you to respond in faith. Like God's able to do it. Come on. I want you to start praying. Come on, I want you to start shouting. Come on somebody all across this house right now. Right now, right now, right now. He cut out. Come on somebody, God's going to do it. God's not giving up on you yet. God's just getting started. God's just getting started working on you. God's just getting started. Come on, somebody. I'm wondering if you could just dance and give God the praise in advance for what he's going to do.
0: Come on, somebody. What are you believing in God for? What are you trusting in God for? You just need to dance like he's already doing it. Come on, somebody, right now.
2: Come on. Dance. Dance. Dance.
0: Your loved ones are coming back. They're coming back. You're going to see him on the pew next to you. You're going to get that baby. You're going to get that healing. You're going to be delivered. Woo! Come on somebody Come on somebody You're gonna live to see it happen You're gonna live to see it happen You're gonna live to see it happen You're gonna live